Welcome to the Carmesh Rebels podcast. I'm Jenny Field. I'm Advita Patel. And I'm Trudy Lewis. So today we're going to talk about moments. Uh, it's something that's come to my mind recently and, and more increasingly as I think as I coach, as I talk about uh, being present and um one of the things that made it stand out for me recently was I went to a bookshop on Saturday. So Saturday mornings, I always go out uh, for a long walk and I'll stop and do some shopping. And then I might stop at a bookshop or do something. So this particular day, I was walking through the bookshop and I started to get so nervous or panicky about the fact that I've got to move on to do the next thing. You know, I kept rushing myself Mm. in the whole time that I was there and it was like just a sudden thought um, that came to me that said stop and why don't you just enjoy being at a bookshop because you love books and you love being in and amongst books and um, exploring things and all of all of the things that come with that and so I kind of suddenly caught myself pulled myself back and breathed a little bit <laughs> and just said, ah, I'm in the bookshop. It's a Saturday morning. The only thing I have to rush home for is Saturday kitchen. I really <laughs> do not need to worry about what's happening in this moment, apart from the fact that I'm enjoying being in and amongst books. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think about an episode and, you know, something that we should talk about perhaps, because I'm sure you've all had moments that stand out. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I found was around the power of moments by um, Chip and Dan Heath, who one of the things they talk about is that certain experiences have an extraordinary impact certain moments can propel us into action, can take us to the next level, can take us to the next step and how important that is. But then in also in contrast, a little bit like my bookshop story, they can just be precious, especially when it comes to relationships and when we're talking about the people that we have in our lives, in our world. And I just think, you know, in, in, in the... you know, in the world that we live in, which is so full of busyness, so full of complexities... Uh, sometimes all we need is a little bit of calm, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of becoming present, and a little focus on 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 the moment that we're in, and seeing how we can use that to take us somewhere. Seeing how we can use that to celebrate, to nurture ourselves, you know, and and all of the things that really build us up as a person, because. I I think one of the things that we really highlight when we do our retreat is that whole person view. So we're not just saying to people, oh, you need to be a good business manager to to then move to the next level, or it's all about promotion. It's all about starting your own business. A lot of what we talk about is about the whole person. Mm. And I really believe that this is an area that perhaps we need to focus on or pay attention Mm. to at least and build it in as a practice in your own life. Um, to make you better. Mm. So, I'm just going to bring you two in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let me let me let me know what you think. Um, is it important to you? Is it something that you notice? Is it is it is it something that you bypass? Because, of course, you yeah. know we've all got so many things on our mind. Mm-hmm. But 
And have you had a defining moment in your life? Yeah. Oh, several. There you go. So, so many it's questions. Several defined. Several. Oh, you're so very defined. I'm very defined. <laughs> I think I, I've had lots of defining moments in my life that have changed my life. Mm. Um, and epiphanies and just things that have really taken me down a different path because of these specific moments that have happened. And I think going back to your earlier point, Trudy, about us not appreciating the moment we're in, things like going out and browsing the bookstore mm. and walking in the park and looking around and just think, because you're always in, you're always kind of, let's just get this over and done with. Yeah. Let's just go out for my walk and get my 10,000 steps. <laughs> <laughs> just march in a bit of a miserable way. And without actually slowing down and slowing down our the moment in itself. And mm. I don't think we ever really appreciate that as much as we should be in terms of our own personal well-being. Um, and I think we're always like, we, you know, we that toxic productivity thing again, it's like, right, let me just do this and I need to go and do this, I need to go and do this. Mm -hmm. And you have a list going on in your head continuously. Yeah. And there have been so many regrets in a loose sense of way where I wish I spent a little bit more time appreciating that specific moment whether it's yeah like you know if you if you're like um if you're in a bit of a grumpy mood for example and you're going out for like a family or friends dinner and you're not you kind of want to be there and you're not kind of want to be there and you've got lots of stuff going on I wish I just kind of parked it I'm much better at it now than I used to mm. be this nowadays I I do really have a, a strong conversation with myself <laughs> and say this isn't you know this is we're not here forever yeah. um, and it's really important to appreciate the people that you're with and the work that you know and the work that you do and enjoying that work as well so I get the kind of personal moment stuff and now when I am out I don't have my phone mm -hmm. if I'm out for dinner with my friends my phone will be in my handbag you know, and and I'm and I'll never really check it to be honest, unless they've gone to the bathroom or something. I'll have a quick scan, you know, like you do. But generally, I don't even take my phone out to take pictures of food. Like remember that used to be a trend. I think yeah. it's still a trend. It's still a trend. Oh, I, think, oh. I think it is in certain places. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I don't. I because I think it's a distraction. Because then you get your phone out, like oh, who's messaged me? What's on Instagram? What's going on Twitter? Yeah. You, you kind of lose that sense, don't you? And again, it's that active listening mm. to people, and you know, people really appreciate that, and you, and you really learn a lot when you are in that moment. So the personal stuff is really important. In terms of professional moments that have changed my path, like I said, several of these moments, to, from the extent of me wanting to set my own business up based on a conversation I had in my old workplace, and I thought, I don't want to, I don't want to feel this like this anymore. Like I don't want to be dictated to in, in what they believe I should go on to next. I want to take control of that. So that was a defining moment for me. Mm. There was also a defining moment, which I've spoken about before, by a leader who called me unprofessional. Oh, oh if you could see her oh. face. Oh. <laughs> it still, it still stings. I feel the pain. And do you know what? You know how long ago that was? Nine years ago. Wow. And, I'm st and I feel like it was only yesterday. I remember that conversation so vividly. And I was like, and I, if, if you know me personally and you know me, if you've worked with me, I am pride myself on professionalism. So as soon as, and that is such a word, that's, that's such a hurtful word for me mm. when someone's, I think the hurtful word for many people, but for me, when, when they said, oh, I think you were a bit unprofessional in that meeting. And all because I left, it's just ridiculous, I left a printout on the printer and I didn't take it into the room. Was it a printout of like a photocopy of something that you shouldn't have been photocopied? No, no, it was a printout. Because <laughs> that is unprofessional. I know. No, it was a printout of engagement scores. Oh. It was ridiculous. And the worst thing is, I remember, I mean, oh my God, it's therapy session for me now. <laughs> I'm not like, I won't go on about it. But that moment, 
because <laughs> I'm still not over it. But that is still a defining moment for me, and, mm. it, and, and not in a not necessarily in a positive way either. Yeah. So every time. I feel that I haven't been the best I could be. It takes me back to that moment where I was told, you're a bit unprofessional. And, and so wow. it's that, that moments yeah. as well can really, really impact you in yeah. your behaviours. Yeah. And you really have to spend energy in understanding how it's defining you. Mm. And that moment did define me because I was paranoid for it. And not my confidence, which is why I'm so passionate about confidence because I saw the difference in me from that from that moment yeah. to how I reacted to other things. And it was a good six to eight months of coaching and mentoring from other people in my life that allowed me to realise, actually, I'm not unprofessional. I'm actually very good at my job and I work hard at what I do. Yeah. And I'm proud of who I am. But it took me a while to get to that point. And like, like even then when I was talking about it, it took me back nine years ago when that happened. But there are, you know, so I think it's important to think about why those moments have that impact on you as well, as well as appreciating the good moments. Yeah. But there are certain moments that make you feel the way you feel and really unpicking that. I obviously still have some unpicking to do. Indeed. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> go and work on I that. I can tell. I'll go and work on it now while you two talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's, it's so interesting to hear it from that perspective as well because that's the power of moments is that they hit your emotions. And when they hit your emotions and they hit... hit things deep in you yeah. it because it could have been that it triggered something that was even further back from yeah. maybe a teacher or something like that and oh no I was I was a SWAT school I was I, I never got in trouble I was like perfect did you ever have oh. detention no <gasps> never had detention no. have oh, you had wow. detention Trude I have and I was head girl so it looked like <gasps> so um so yeah but I mean I I, I was yeah <laughs> I was I was sort of good <laughs> I like the social side of school more than the actual fair. academic side. It was only afterwards I was doing more academic yeah, stuff. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think the whole moments thing is is so interesting. I love the film Sliding Doors, oh, I love which film. I often yeah. talk about in terms of you know what would happen. I think yeah. it's, it's the sliding doors of the tube in yeah. London, isn't yeah. it? And if if they, he made it or didn't make it. Yeah. And and there's several sliding doors moments for me in mm. my life where I think about past relationships that weren't. Uh, weren't good, healthy, or, or anything relationships to be in, and and if I'd stayed, and if I hadn't had the courage to leave, what would my life be like now? So there's, I have sort of moments like that for me, uh, very much like you on the being present. So I don't have my phone out at dinner. I've I like to be very present in whatever I'm doing. I, I, interestingly, I'm reflecting on when we surprised you in Manchester for your Ooh. birthday, and. <laughs> Um, and how I don't feel like I was as present as I maybe wanted to be then. I do feel like I was a bit distracted. Oh, really? Yeah, at certain points in the dinner, I can sort of remember feeling a little bit distracted and being annoyed at myself that I don't feel like I was as present there as I wanted to be, having made the trip to Manchester <laughs> to see you. <laughs> and, I think, and I think that happens when there was a lot going on all that time. Yeah, I think there was a lot going on, and I think that's important sometimes mm. is, you know, we try and squeeze lots of mm. things in, that, and it... But also for me, I'm very much, there's nothing more important. And and I've said that several times since I've had my own business where I've had friends going through chemotherapy, things like coming up for your birthday, like they are all things I can mm. do because those are things that are important to me. And that mm. comes down to my values and my relationships. But I very much believe that if I need to go and see someone in hospital or or surprise someone for their birthday or whatever it is, I will make that work because that's fundamentally important. Mm, yes. And therefore, 
I will I will make space for those moments that that really mean something. Um, but I think being present is increasingly hard when there's just so much noise mm. in the world. And I think people do find that very difficult. And you have to be quite disciplined mm. to do that. Mm. And I think your your story about the bookshop, Trude, really resonates with me in terms of packing things into a day. My husband was very good very early on in our relationship, being like, we're only doing one thing a day at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm used to like six. But he was, he's very much like, let's just do one thing. And and I love that about him because he slows me down, which is why we work so well together. Because then I'm not rushing from one thing to the next. And I've got friends who were constantly triple booked, you know, who were trying to cram everything in. And I just think... That's not what I want. Mm. That's not the sort of life I want to lead. And I think you can control the pace of that a bit more. So if I'm traveling for work, I'll always add on days that allow me to either get around to the right time zone or see some of the sites. So I'm not just rushing in and mm. rushing out of a, of a city. Um, you know, we went to Chicago, Trudy, when we went yeah. for, for work and we had a day almost either side of the client work to enjoy seeing Chicago, yeah. mainly the firehouse from Chicago yes. Fire because I'm a big fan. <laughs> and I'm getting excited. And you really enjoyed being with the firemen. Um, but it's having time to do things like that, have yeah. moments that bring joy in in amongst, you know, work or whatever else it is. Um, and a bit like you, I think there's probably a couple of defining moments for me. I definitely have that sliding doors one about my previous relationship and what my life would be like now and how different it would be. And the biggest defining moment for me that I revisit every year is when I decided to set up the business and I decided to do that at a yoga retreat in Spain where I had some coaching and and came to the conclusion that it was the right thing to Mm. do. And I go back there every year same time of year, sort of January, February, to to almost relive that moment mm. and reflect on how far I've come and just em- embrace the the stillness and the calm that I find there to help me sort of stop mm. and ground myself a bit to then sort of move forwards. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've got a few. Mm. Yeah, and that's so interesting in that, you know, that whole thing of reflecting because we we talk about creating space, you know, and when we coach, that's exactly one of the things you do. You kind of, you, you help somebody to create some space to think about some things. But by reflecting, by going back to some of these moments that were important, powerful, you know, impactful, even the good, the good and the bad ones, sometimes just creates that space that we need in our head to, to think about mm-hmm. our lives and to think about, well, hold on a minute, do I need to be defined by this moment? Or is this moment teaching me a lesson that I can then take forward so that something doesn't happen again? Or maybe I approach this particular project a little bit differently. It's it's all about how we bring it together and say, okay, so we may have had this moment when we were a child, but how does that enthuse you for later? So I, when I was um, uh, high school, uh, I was told, I didn't go to high school in the UK. And one of the things I was told is that because I went to a technical high school, which was was, was a little bit different, you'd learnt technical things and academic work. Um, oh, you would never be able to go to university and do journalism or mass communications and so on. And I remember taking that seriously mm. because at the end of the day, I had originally said that's what I wanted to do. I knew that I, that's what I wanted to do. So through uni- through high school, I kind of thought, oh, well, can't do that. Mm. It impacted how I approached certain subjects. And 
then when I left high school and came back to the UK and then found, actually, after working in a totally different industry, I've made a full circle back to the industry that I really wanted to be in in the beginning. Uh, without <laughs> without those ear, that those kind of voices in my head telling me that that's not something that I can achieve. Mm. And, and realizing that, you know, after that, doing a master's, you know, and studying the very thing that I was told that I couldn't do. For me, it was a moment that said, you can't do it. But then also that moment made me think, but I can do it mm. if I really want to. And, you know, at the time I hadn't thought of it in that way, but reflecting backwards, I kind of thought, oh, actually that moment drove me to want to succeed. I think there's definitely something about the, almost like the negative moments that like you was, we've, we've all talked about some, mm. some negative yeah. stuff. And I always, people always say to me, what's been the moment that helped you in your career or what are the moments? And, and I know they're looking for a really positive, upbeat story. <laughs> and I'm always like, it's always the negative. It's the, it's the person that said to me, you know, you will never progress your career here because of how you were when you first arrived. You know, don't try and run before you can walk. Um, I'm sure ordinarily you're a good person, but on this Ooh. occasion, we've talked about that one before. I won't go into that therapy session. Um, you know, it's, it's those things that have made me say, I will progress here. And, and I did. And I won't run before I can walk, I'll fly. And I am a good person and you are very insignificant. So let's move on from you. <laughs> um, and and it's amazing how at the time, they were quite damaging moments mm. for me. I mean, you were with me when we had the yeah. you're a good person stuff and I was not enjoying myself at all. I was there too. Um, yes, you were both there. <laughs> that was a collective you were there. Um, and... Now, I, I've, I, you sort of turn it around. It's that resilience, isn't it, of turning yeah. that moment into a positive, reframing yeah. it to learn from it and all those yeah. sorts of things. It's, and that's so important in taking that negative experience and using it to build your strength and take the power back. And I think I always talk about power a lot, power and privilege, power specifically, because often when you have those negative moments, it's come from power and it's come from people in more privileged positions than you. Mm -hmm. And they often do that because they feel insecure in who they are. And that is something, and I know that's a broad brush, you know, and I know it is, but it's generally true. You know, if you think back to some of the moments, the negative moments where people have said something to what they said to you, it's often someone who is more senior, who probably mm -hmm. has more power mm -hmm. and privilege. And they do it to make you feel less than what you're worth. And... I don't know what it is, you know, there'll be some kind of psychology around it, but it's really important that you don't allow them to adjust your path and distract you. Like you just said, you know, I'm not going to, you know, walk before I run, I'm actually going to fly. Yeah. And you don't get to tell me because it's about me, not you. Yeah. And there's, there's definitely elements in understanding feedback and taking feedback on board and, you know, our friend Brené, Oh, yes. <laughs> we haven't mentioned it no. in this episode. So Restraining far. order coming from Brene, season seven. <laughs> <laughs> but our friend Brene, and we mentioned this a few times, it's like, if you're not in the arena getting your you know butt kicked at the same time, then am I really interested in what you have to say to me? Yeah. Probably not, no. And that is so important. And that was a that was a very positive defining moment for me when I read Brene's book around the power of vulnerability and watched her podcast because... I spent so much time and energy believing what these people are telling me because I felt they were more important than me. Mm. Mm. Which is just, when, you, when I reflect back, it's ridiculous when you really think about it. That person who told me that was unprofessional 
I mean, who are they? But it's amazing how how liberal people are with their opinions of you. I know. <laughs> you know, when you think about someone saying to you, like, it's not very professional and, and the things people have said to me, you know, there's too many to mention. Well, it's the this. flippance, isn't it? It it's is. It's like, you know, it it, it's 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 not, and, and we talk we talk about being kind, right? Yeah. It's it's that flippance of how we just throw things out of our mouth without thinking about yeah. the consequence or who we're talking to and how it's going to impact them. Yeah, because the impact, I think, is... As we're discussing now, you know, people will have made that throwaway comment to you about mm. the professional because you left something and on the photo. And they probably don't even remember it. They probably sure. don't remember. They won't care. Uh, wouldn't have even thought twice about it. No. But that has stayed with you for oh. nine years. <laughs> it's been 84 years, nine years. I <laughs> and, and it will stay with you, you know, forever. forever. Mm. And the people that said to me, you know, ordinarily you're a good person, that will stay with me forever. Yeah, and teachers. And for me, you know, th- yeah. th- that's exact. that's... When I say that, it actually has stayed with me. Yeah. I remember the feeling, the the deflation that I felt of, oh, I was putting my hopes on this. And then then it, re- it threw me because I then didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, because then I was like, so what else is there for me? And that's such an age to, to have that, oh, yeah. that knock, isn't it? Because it's such a... a time in your life where you're really starting, it's that adolescence, it's you're starting to know yeah. who you are and... Oh, that's just yeah, and, and it impacts the way you um, your self esteem, yeah, as well throughout your adulthood. So when I when I talk about confidence with people, I always go back to that time because it'll be a teacher, a parent, a guardian, carer, whoever, friend who would have said something to you that you probably at the time took it quite seriously, but then thought it's just a passing remark. But then when you reflect back, you're like. Oh my goodness, that was a defining moment for me. For yeah. that, it was when my English teacher and I was really good at English, but he said to me, "Oh, your writing's really good, but you know it's a really difficult profession to get into. So it's a bit like a hobby." <laughs> and that, that, I've written a book now. That, 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 his, I know, and I wish I could go back and, and tell you him. Should. But you should send him a copy. No, I can't remember his name though. That's how oh. insignificant that was that moment. But I remember, I remember that that specific when I handed in this story, and I used to write a lot of stories when I was younger. It's like an escapism, mm-hmm. and I wrote this story. I think I've spoken about the dolphin story before. I think you have because I've, I've just had a moment <laughs> of sharing my enigmatic gem story, and I'm sure I've talked about that before. I think we. <laughs> Let's talk about the dolphins. Anyway, I won't talk about it now. But um, I remember them saying that, oh, this is this is great. And it's, you know, you, you have a very creative mind and you've got a really good sense of words. But it's a hobby, right? And it's really difficult to get into the world of authors and all that kind of stuff. So, and coming from a South Asian background, if I told my parents I wanted to be an author, they'd be like, Are you joking? calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Go and do your IT degree. Yeah. And calm down. <laughs> It was a bit like that. And, and that kind of did put me off writing a book. So I never really had a desire to write a book. And then Jenny wrote her book. And I thought, that's amazing that she's written a book. And then I read Ruchika Tulshian's book around inclusion and purpose. And it really inspired me to speak to Priya about some of the work we're doing and thought, well, yes. Why yeah, not? Why can't we do it? Yeah. Why not? Like, why? Why can't we do it? Yeah. But that's the whole kind of if not now, when, when? when? kind of thing. And we're, yeah. we're all quite like that. Yeah. And, and that's very almost moment related it's it's that if not now when if I don't if I'm not gonna and that's how I felt with starting the business if I don't do it now when is gonna be a good time yeah what does a good what does what needs to be happening for it to be a good time and I think when you're thinking about those moments that that change your life or being present or whatever it is 
if not now, when, for me, is a big phrase that, oh, gosh, that I yeah. come back to again and again. Well, you hear people say, I'm waiting for the perfect moment. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. But yeah. there is no there perfect, is no perfect moment. moment. There is and, it's, and it's interesting because um, in Chip and Dan Heath's book, um, they talk about breaking the script. Yeah. And this is what we're, actually what we're talking about. You have to break the yeah. script. It's a bit like, we can't be allow ourselves to be defined by what others say or think of us. Mm. And who said you can't write a book? Yeah. But the behaviours that come from those moments, I think is is long lasting. So to overcome, to overcome some of those, I think is... It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, I, and my brain is starting to think, and I've sort of shared a bit in this episode about this past relationship that wasn't very nice. Mm-hmm. And and I I remember there were some phrases that this person would say to me, like, um, you know, you're like mould, you've really grown on me. Um, you know, <laughs> and um, and I, and, and, and horrible things, you know, to do with my weight and all sorts of stuff, which has been a battle for a very long time mm. in terms of being comfortable in myself and and that kind of mould comment then leaves you feeling like you're a bit of a bother to other people, so you don't want to be a bother. And and my behaviours and my self-esteem and, and everything has had to take a lot of work to come back from that moment mm-hmm. because I think that's what people don't realise is how much of that knock-on effect around your behaviours that then are changed as a result of someone else's mm-hmm. actions and that moment in time yeah. and how quickly things can can shift and alter and how much work it takes to come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think we've all done a level of work. So it's, yeah. you know, if anybody is listening and have, you know, and has gone through stuff like that, you know, reach out for some, mm. for some counselling, help, conversation, co- coaching even. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's not that you, you have to stay there because... In and amongst the fact that we can very easily um, relate those stories, we can share those stories, they haven't actually defined us. So they defined us for a moment, but we've moved on. And I think I think for anybody listening out there, that's exactly what can happen with, yeah. with their situations. I, In contrast, I remember my mother would say to me, I can do whatever I want to do. She had, she instilled in me, within the moments that I had, because I, I lost her quite at a young age, um, there were moments where she consistently said, you can be who you want to be. You can become who you want to be. You can talk to everybody. You can talk to anybody. So I never, ever had a fear of talking to people, whether they were senior or not senior mm-hmm. or important or deemed as not important, you know, whatever it was, I could speak to everybody. And so in contrast, I I kind of try and focus on the moments that were incredibly positive in contrast of the, the negative yeah. ones because the negative ones were powerful. But I think, again, it's, it's about thinking, I'm not going to stay there and I'm actually not going to let it define me. Um, You're making me think as well about how... For me personally, I've and I've shared this a few times about the negative moments of what's driven so much of, of my behaviour, my future, my decisions, that if I'm thinking about positive moments that have been, you know, this this was a really positive moment and I really, you know, 
there's there, there's less of those mm. for me. And mm. I don't know whether that's just because I just have been a bit blasé about the positive. But is it that like, you haven't noticed it, them? Or that I don't take the time to be present in the positive moments because I just kind of, you know... Well, you become complacent. Yeah, a little bit. And, and, and there's a reflection for me, some homework to go away and look at. Yeah, but our minds also that. follow... Our minds also focus on the negative more easily and quickly yes, than is the true. positive. So chances are, chances are we have had equal amounts or if not more positive moments, yes. but they haven't stood out as much or we haven't noticed them as much. We didn't pay as much attention to them because they were just nice. Yeah. But the negative ones really hit that part of your brain that that latches onto negativism. Yeah. But I think the negative ones change you. As a, I genuinely think yeah. that the negative ones really do change your, the way you feel about yourself positively and yeah. negatively which is why we pay more attention to them and we always say so I know we're going to be moving to tips now mm-hmm. but one of my big tips to anybody who is struggling right now to appreciate the moments that they're in is to record the positive moments and keep a track of them yeah you know, write it down. Yeah, so I do I do it all the time. I take a picture, I take a video. I, 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 if I write down in my notes and I save it into a folder on my phone where I appreciate that. I don't do it as much as I should be doing it. And we're, we spoke about appreciating those moments of those successes that you have and the wins that you get and the support that you receive more. So I'm trying to be more intentional with that. And I've got, I've got something like 3,000 things in my folder. Wow. And it, I know. Wow, that's a lot. Aren't you great? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not only it's not only feedback, but it's also things that have inspired me. Yeah. I've got a quote that I've read or a picture of my family and think our good times together, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's really important to find that kind of anchor for you so you can mm. remind yourself of those moments when you feel a bit not yourself yeah. or things are happening. The the other tip I would sh- share with with everyone is is be present. You know, it's, it's mm. kind of been the theme of this conversation is nothing's going to happen in the 60 minutes you don't have your phone on your hand. And this is more for me <laughs> than anybody else, to be honest. <laughs> Advita, nothing's going to happen if you don't have your phone in your hand. <laughs> I have to, so if I go, I have a rule now. If I go out for dinner with friends and family, my phone stays in my bag. Like, That's I will good. not take it out. The only time I will take it out, like I said, is if they go to the bathroom and I'll have a quick scan. But other than that, even then I probably won't. I just sit there in the moment. So those are my kind of two two top tips is just appreciate, be present, appreciate it and record the good good times. Yeah. And before I go on to Jenny and her tips, um, all of what you just said made me think that it presents to us a question that we need to ask ourselves. What are we going to do with that moment? What are we going to do with the negative and the positive moments of our lives? Are we just are we just going to let it overcome us or are we going to do something about it? Or are we going to take it to give us more strength and help us to, to be better? Mm. Jenny, what tips? So I think there's a couple for me because we've, we've, we've really danced around sort of two sides of moments in this mm. episode, which I really like, the sort of being present and then the life-defining moments together. So... Being present for me is, you know, the phone away, that sort of stuff. But I don't have any notifications on my phone at all. So unless somebody calls me or proper texts me, I wouldn't get notified. Mm. And that's intentional because I feel like, you know, if the world's on fire, you'd call and then I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that really helps me stay present because I know that nothing needs my attention. Mm. Um, and so that's quite important. I think there are other things about being present for me 
that are doing the things that I need to do to enable me to do that. And my example of this is possibly things like having my laptop with me when I go on holiday, which for a lot of people would be, I can't believe you're doing that when, you know, you're on holiday and you should be having a break and all that. Sort of so judgy, aren't they? I know. Everyone's got an opinion on everyone else's life. <laughs> Bore off, it's mine. Uh, but for me, having the laptop allows me to be more present mm. because if something was to happen, I can deal with it, I can action it. I'm not worried that I wouldn't be able to do something if I had to. And when you run your own business, that is, you know, yeah. a big part of that. When I went away recently, I just had my iPad with me, which again, I can do everything on there, mm. but I didn't want to have to carry the laptop. It was hand luggage and all that sort of stuff. But having having things around me that help me not worry mm. about other things uh, is important. Mm -hmm. That really does help. And I think one other thing that I would probably say as a kind of tip is you have to work on yourself. Don't give someone else the power to dictate your life. And I can say that through my own experience. And it's easy to let someone define your character by their belief and their perception of you and what they've said. And that's not the case. That's their experience mm. and that's fine. But you can control that and you can live the life that's the life you want to lead without someone else's branding or perception mm. in that. So so I, I would encourage people to think about that a little bit if they're experiencing anything like that. Too. Yeah, that's good. Um, for me, I just, just a couple, just the whole area of being mindful. So, you know, and there are tons of different things. I've got a whole book there on mindfulness. <laughs> um, um, there are lots of things that you can do to be mindful, um, but have a look at how you can be mindful. Different exercises within mindfulness will suit different people. Some people like meditation, some people don't like meditation. So you have to find the things that work for you. Um, getting yourself grounded, uh, thinking about moments in nature, so going out in nature and having walks and so on. So I'd really encourage people to, you know, find that thing that, that gets you to notice the moments that you're in and that's especially around the positive ones and then and then to your point you said something about you know thinking about how you handle the moment mm -hmm. um and it's looking at the positive and negative and making decisions about how whether or not you're going to allow it to define you mm -hmm. it's it's a question should you allow it to define you maybe not especially if it's a negative one. And what are the things that you need to take you out of the thinking mm -hmm. that comes with that? Because the thinking gets you stuck. So it's what do I need? Do I need to actually share this with a friend and talk it out? Do I need to actually get some counselling, like we, we said before, or coaching to, to move me out of that thinking that might have been negative because somebody's levelled something at you that you weren't expecting? And so it's it's the activation of, yeah, I need to do something about this. I can't just let this moment, especially if it's a negative one, I can't let this sit and fester and then shape me. Yeah. If it's a positive one, we know it's 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 gonna be for the good. Yeah. Totally. You've made me think of another two. Oh, I know. <laughs> so many tips. So one is having time by yourself. So I've started to have two breaks a year where I go away by, by myself uh, and I take myself off to a, a, a spa that I go to, which I don't have to then think. I don't have to think about food or <laughs> anything and I can go for walks and I can work out and I can read my book at dinner and I'm on my own for just like four days, kind of three nights. But that time in my own company 
is actually really helpful for me to bring back the ability to be present mm-hmm. and having some of that mindful, mm. mindful time. You mentioned, Trudy, then about being grounded, which is something I'm working on a lot to to make sure that I'm grounded. And I've worked on it by having acupuncture and having a bit of Reiki. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on your preference around alternative things, both of those things have really helped me get that sort of grounded things. And things like massage and stuff like that can also be really good to to help. So it's finding all these little tools and tricks that Mm. can help you look at what you might need to sort of help. But Mm. um, you know, I can no, share a Reiki no, story. No massages for me. No, no you don't like, don't like them. To do be touched. Touched. People touching me. No. Don't, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> what a bombshell. What, a, what, what an episode to end on. Yeah. What a way to Don't end. touch me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a moment that's delightful. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter, visit carmagerebels.com. We'd love to continue the conversation, so please connect, ask questions, and share your thinking with us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn under Carmage Rebels. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate and review us. Carmage Rebels.